Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. It has just gone 10 minutes after 10, a, 10 p.m. this evening here on the Thursday edition of Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for the honor and pleasure of your company. Can Africa have a uniform currency? Is it at all possible? Are uniform currencies truly beneficial? And will it make trade easier on the continent? Those are some of the questions I have about this conversation. It really is in line with our conversation about what it would take to bring together a united Africa. To have this conversation with me, I'm joined by Victor uh, Komuswana, who is a writer, speaker and broadcaster and expert on business in Africa. and has consulted for multinational companies on this particular matter. And I'm also joined by Dr. Eddie Mahembe, who's a development economist um, and, and, and pays a keen interest uh, in currency operations, currency developments and um, the world of currencies effectively. Yeah, you can be a part of this conversation if you have a question. Give us a call, 086-000-2032. Victor, good evening and welcome to Night Talk. Really do appreciate your time. Dr. Mayembe, welcome to Night Talk. Really do appreciate your time as well. Victor, I'm going to start with you this evening. Is a uniform currency for the continent worth pursuing? Good evening. Oliver, I would say it is worth pursuing, but not for its own sake, because Having a common currency is the outcome of, shall I say, alignment, alignment of policies, alignment of strategies. You, you almost need to have some commonalities on, on, on fiscal and monetary stances that you take. You, you cannot just have a currency for the sake of having a currency. But if we are to have this intra-Africa trade that we are pursuing, if we are to materialize and make sure that we have the African continental free trade area as a reality, eventually, yes, a currency will be worth it. But like I say, I'll emphasize, not for its own sake, but for the sake of aligning trade policies and monetary policy and fiscal stances so, so that we, we don't have the issues that come with exchange rate losses and gains and translation because those can be a problem. But also it will mean we are one trading area we have an, a consensus on what yeah. we are pursuing economically yeah yeah uh dr mayambe i want to bring you into the conversation what determines the strength and value of a currency yes uh th- thank you and uh, welcome victor in I, I, I would just start by just agreeing with victor because i think it's a very very important point which he mentioned that he, uh the, the currency is, is as a result of uh, the commonalities especially the point i want to emphasize is the issue of uh that currencies are always issued in many countries by the central bank so in this case if we say talk of a uh, african currency then then we might have to discuss so who is the issuer of that and that issue issue of that currency would be maybe responsible for the mandatory policy which maybe come back to your, your the, the point to say that would determine the value in the way it's managed because as you know that, that, that there has to be a, a monetary policy which supports uh, the management of that currency or oh, obviously what determines the value of the currency is some issues talks about productivity uh, in, in that economy uh, issues also um, issues to do with the trading partners uh, whether the, the, the trading partners there could be a, something happening there even the, the interest rates also determines so there are a variety of issues which determine the, the actual uh, value of a currency but uh, 
what's important would be to say is the productivity number one, but also uh, what is the mandate policy being pursued uh, right. by the, the issuer of that currency. Yeah. Um, so, Victor, by and large, do we have vastly different monetary policy frameworks and pursuits across the continent? Definitely. Remember, if you listen, for example, today to Governor Lesitja Khanyao, and when he was making the statement about the increase of of interest rate, the, the repo rate that will determine the prime lending rate and so on. And the, they were asking him, okay, how long and how far can you take this inflation targeting before you hurt or you harm South Africans? And, and he explained that our mandate is very singular in this regard. We have to monitor and guard the buying power of the currency. Now, already there's a disagreement on whether that priority is worth protecting as much as because people are saying, yeah, but the cost of borrowing is just becoming too much. So what I'm saying, if if you can have a disagreement even within the same country about something like monetary policy or an issue like interest rates, imagine what about the different states that that are in, in Africa, more than 50 of them, and, and they have different pursuits, different right. interests, different traditions, and so on. So we are very different. Yeah, and, and, and we would need to find alignment on that. Are those differences, uh, Victor, irreconcilable differences, or are those differences minute enough that if we sit around the same table, we could find alignment? They are not irreconcilable, but they are not just easy to get by. Remember, fiscal policy is, is something that politicians use. You know, when people disagree, do we run a deficit? or we run a surplus. That that could be a, a political statement, and people can disagree on whether or not one thing is necessary or the other popular decision. So they are not irreconcilable, but they are not easy to reconcile either. So yes, you can sit around the table, but you, you need to advance your industrialization. You need to right. make sure that, yeah. Yeah. Dr. Mayembe, uh, we would have to start off by a building or, or uh, you know, uh, issuing or creating a central bank of the continent, uh, similar to that of the European Central Bank. Is that an easy task? Um, very, very important question. I think it's not very easy, like what Vijay said, but it's also doable. But I think the most important part is not to come up with a central bank. Uh, the most important part is to come up with an agreement. Usually agreements of this nature are of the political nature. So there has to be a, a, a political will from uh, the leaders to be able to come up with a, a, a common union, a common economic union. And this, the currency can actually be not even the, the starting point. Yeah. The third point would be maybe integration of certain sectors, for example, uh, where, where there could be trade, as we are now seeing uh, the coming together of the African uh, continental free trade area. So that, that would be a, 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 some starting uh, step towards a common currency, a common market, uh, which would then maybe lead to a common currency. But just a common currency on its own as a, as a goal, yeah. for, for me, it will not be. 
the, the main goal would be to, to unite your people, to unite your, 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 your geographical area, in this case in terms of Africa, but most importantly, there has to be a trade among African nations. Yeah. I think that, that, that will lead to a common currency. So, I mean, the trade is there, right? Uh, it's not where it's supposed to be, but there's a framework. There's the Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement, which is a framework with which we can start working in terms of trade. Um, and, and, and if trade increases under that framework, it means that it would be easier to do that. Which, which, which brings me to my next question. How about a, each country on the continent exercise a dual currency, right, where we have our primary currency, so South Africa will have the rand, Botswana will have the pula, uh, Namibia will have the Namibian dollar, which is pegged to the rand, or whatever the case may be. Lesotho will stay with the Maluti. And we also have then our central trade currency, which is a centralized trade currency pegged to perhaps the most convenient currency on the continent. And that is the currency we use to trade with each other. And gradually over time, we, we, we then start using that currency in domestic trade, for instance and integrated in our, into our everyday lives as consumers and not just as institutions and reserve banks. Um, is, is, is that something that could potentially work, uh, Eddie? I would think that would be the best way forward. Uh, because ju- just to introduce one currency, like, I think it was like what we uh, indicated, the, the issue of uh, similarity and differences among countries, usually uh, the, the gap is going to be very, very uh, wide. So if we can say it's a starting point, uh, just about the currency, to have a common currency like the euro, for example, there's a euro which is um, acceptable across yeah. the European Union, but individual countries still have their, 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 their currencies yeah. where they can. So I think that would be a very good first step towards the unification in terms of as much as currency is concerned. Yeah, yeah. Victor, do you have a view on that? Yes, think about it. Yes, Dr. Mayim is right. The, think of the common monetary area. If you're in Lesotho, for example, now, where you are yeah. from South Africa traveling there, you take the South African rent, you can go to any vendor and, and buy yeah. with a South African rent. They'll give you change in the Maluti and Malangi and in the Swatini. So already there's that element of alignment. That if it's a dual currency system, yeah. then people can say it's available at the ATMs. You can use one or the other. But the fact that South Africa is not more readily going to accept a Malangeni yeah. or Maluti tells you that they will say, ah, we are not sure that Maluti or Malangeni will preserve value the way we can vouch for the rent. And what is that a function of? The function of how monetary policies and, and fiscal policies right, are pursued. Right, right. That actually is very interesting uh, <laughs> because, you know, I was recently in Namibia and, and I, I made no exchanges of currency and I spent rands, actual rands, and every vendor uh, took it. But I, the Namibian dollars that I had coming back, I can't spend in South Africa. No one's going to take that. Um, yeah. Uh, it, and, and, and that it speaks to that discrepancy. And, and the question really is, are we, is, is that discrepancy a technical discrepancy or is it a perceived d- discrepancy related to how we uh, view each other uh, and perhaps related to the attitudes we have towards one another? I want you to think about that while we take a break. Give us a call. You can be a part of this conversation. The number to dial is 86 Triple zero two zero three two. I'm taking your WhatsApp voice notes on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Tweet me it is at Oliver underscore speaking. You are listening to Night Dog, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. 
22 minutes after 2200 hours on the clock. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for the honor and the pleasure of your company. Should Africa pursue a singular uniform currency? Um, and will it improve value for all c- uh, c- countries on the continent? Um, Vic- Vic- Victor, is, is, is the fact that intra-trade in terms of currencies in domestic markets, um, is, is, is it limited by technical reasons? Because, I mean, you, you can go to Botswana and you can, you know, spend some rands or you can even go to uh, Lesotho or Namibia, spend rands, but you certainly can't come back and spend the Maluti or the, the, the Pula here in South Africa. Vendors are not going to take it. Um, is that because they just look down on those economies or is it because it would genuinely be difficult for them to trade? Because I, I would imagine that at the end of the day, all you'd have to do is go to Western Union and trade that in and get rands and it can be converted. shouldn't be that difficult, right? Uh, is, it, is it really an attitude and perception thing or is it really technical? It should think because I and, and I do travel a bit on the continent and you bring back your Kenyan shillings or whatever. And, and I've been told by many forex bureaus, we don't take African money. Th- that statement it's not very respectful of yeah. of other countries, but it's 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 based on fear. You see, people fear what they don't understand, right? Because they don't. Is there really a central bank in this country? Is there really? Because remember, the direction of movement is is in the main from other African countries coming into South Africa. So that deprives the South Africans of the knowledge that actually Uganda does have a central bank. Yeah, and Rwanda does have a, you know, they think no, it must be something. So part of it is purely perception. Part of it is even just superiority complex, which is part of human nature. But I don't see anything technical. Would would you say South Africa? Would you say South Africa is an outlier in that in that context? Very much, very much an outlier. It's 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 shamefully an outlier because, and it's because we deprive ourselves as South Africans of that exposure, and we right. don't expose our children, and we we just fear it. I mean, catching a flight to most African cities is less than four hours, as I speak to you. Yeah, and you won't get malaria, you won't get marked, you <laughs> yeah, won't get. Absolutely. But no, 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 no. We're not gonna do that. We're not yeah. gonna do that. We're gonna hold and stay right here and play it safe. Yeah, I mean, it costs as much to fly to Dar es Salaam as it does to Cape Town uh, if yeah. you're flying from Oartambo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, but no, uh-uh, not, 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 no, we love our Santon, and we, and it doesn't help that there are many fellow Africans who are coming to Santon because then they create that imbalance. So yeah. just like there's a trade deficit, that imbalance means even the perception will be skewed in favor of. South Africa or against the other, the rest of the continent. Although that must change and it will eventually change. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. Mahembe, South African exceptionalism notwithstanding, would it be useful for, let's let's even start with SADC countries, for countries in the SADC region to dump their currencies and or to introduce a new currency and peg it to the rand, the same way the Namibian dollar is pegged to the rand, for instance, for the ease of trade and uh, domestic integration of uh, intracontinental trade. Okay, thank you. Um, okay, can I just uh, reply to your previous question? Just sure. short, short. In, I, I think it's a perception, but also technical. 
perception yes i think uh, victor is, uh, i think he um explained that uh, sometimes even uh, where people perceive that he um maybe the mental process is not done well but also there's also some bit of technical i was born in zimbabwe myself uh, and i i would say he, right now as we speak zimbabwe does not really have a currency and but they say there is a, they have a currency so for, from that perspective you you might think um, that in another country for example other vendors in another country can they really accept a currency which is not a currency in that case yeah. so I would think there is also a bit of technicality where, let me use the European Union as an example. Right. They would, if you are a member of the European Union, then there are laid down parameters or fundamentals. I think your inflation should not be above this. Right. Your, your, your inflation should not be like this. So, so from there, it is then becomes easier for mem- other member countries to trust your monetary policy and therefore trust your currency. And I think I would think even uh, coming back to your question, when we say, if we say um, South Africa rand maybe is the main currency for, for Sadak, but we, we are still able to use our own currency, that issue of uh, having guidelines, monetary policy guidelines, would actually help because it, 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 there's is potential of cheating in some member countries where they, 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 they cheat, that the, the inflation is like this. So there really has to be some bit of monitoring mechanism to make sure that uh, yeah. some guidelines, some fundamentals are in place. Yeah. And that way, a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, banks have at some point in South Africa's history admitted to manipulating our currencies. Um, are African currencies, by and large, susceptible to uh, external manipulation? Every currency. Oh, sorry. So, 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 sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Dr. Mayamba, you can go first. Victor, uh, you can go after that. Yes, technically in economics, people do so. Some will say we are doing it to support our currency, so they prop up their currency. China has been accused of doing that for years, propping up their currency, buying U.S. dollar, and then sell those U.S. dollars when and as and when they want to do so. So yes, it's part of currency management. It's actually a discipline on its own managing currency, but. In some instances, let me use, it's a bad example, but let me use it again, Zimbabwe. They just declare that one Zimbabwe dollar is equal to one US dollar. Yeah. From now <laughs> So it's happening. You know, I still have some bond notes that I can't use. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Victor, you want to go for it? Yes, that is a point. But I thought you were also talking about banks in their own speculative activity, yeah. using arbitrage and all kinds of tricks to bet against one currency. So that is now actively going out of their way yeah. to manipulate, to bet one way so that they can take advantage of the movement in the opposite direction. It's a complex discussion the the banks had admitted in South Africa of having manipulated the currency. Because remember, a South African a weaker currency does benefit exporters in a in a very big way. So some of the banks, because they do get involved in this ex- export trade, letters of credit and all that, tend to know that a certain position will favor them more than the other. And they have admitted that they can do that. I don't think any one currency is more susceptible, but obviously if you have controls and there are penalties for that kind, I'm not talking about the one Dr. Mahim is talking of, yeah. talking of where the central government and intervenes, but more 
somebody manipulating a currency because if you are a George Soros, you can collapse a currency. So it's not it's not as if it's something yeah. that should be looked at very lightly. So if if you are likely to take action, then your currency might be less susceptible. But in the end, the markets are king. Yeah. Uh, Victor, what are some of Africa's best performing currencies or our most promising currencies? Wasn't it the Zambian quads? I think... I think the Zambian currency, if we go back 24 months, will be the best performing. Dr. Man might correct me there. But then President Hichilema, since he's coming, coming into, into power, has done a lot for that currency. The stability of it is a different story altogether. Yeah. But if I remember, Zambia was not just best performing in Africa. The quasi, it was performing at one point in the top two, top three in the world. Oh, wow. Wow. Dr. Mahembe, do you have an idea of uh, some of our our, our rising star currencies? Yes, it's correct that Zambia has been doing very well, the culture, but I think in in depth of consistency, I think the the Botswana Pula has been very consistent over the years, Um, and... uh, the, I think also Zambian currency, I think one would also want to liken it to uh, what happened when President Ramaphosa came in, uh, Ramaphosa Day. And, and right, I think it, right. The, the change of government, usually, if people have trust in, in the new government, it, it also props up some, some uh, many economic variables, including the currency and even the stock market. So. Yeah. Uh, whether Aichilema uh, is going to maintain it is also something to which we yeah. are able to see going forward. Yeah. Was there any sort of rutophoria in Kenya? Did he do anything to the shilling? I, I didn't see, uh, see it. Uh, maybe because there was so much uh, in terms of contestation um, before the election. Yeah. So, but I didn't see uh, any noticeable uh, spike in the right. currency. Right. Let's have a listen at some of these WhatsApp voice notes. Hi, Oliver. It's Doomsy from Cape Town. Happy Africa Day. Uh, Jumbo Africa and happy birthday to myself. Uh, in my opinion, on my birthday, uh, African development can only happen when we relook the economic theory and introduce a new African economic theory. Yes, uh, the issue of common currency can come, but without defining the economic theory, we will be trapped in the same economic theory that has caused uh, the kind of underdevelopment in Africa. Uh, Capitalism continues to be the greatest threat to African development. Happy birthday uh, to that listener who's celebrating their birthday on Africa Day. Evening, SAFM. Hi, my name is Godfrey. I'm from Virginia and the Free State. If you remember years back, uh, former President Jacob Zuma uh, and the SADC, they were planning to use uh, one currency for the SADC region. I don't know. I don't know how did that come about, but it's not working even now. So maybe I think if we can, like, use it um, as a region, 
I think it will be good and fair for our region and our neighboring countries. Thank you. Thank you very much to those voice notes. We're going to leave it there for now. Uh, I, I do want to thank my guest, uh, Victor Komoswana, as well as Dr. Eddie Mahembe. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time this evening. Really do appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you so much. We're going to leave it there. If you've missed any part of that conversation, perhaps you want to share it with someone. Perhaps you thought, hmm, insightful. Let me share that around the water cooler tomorrow at the office uh, as you want to continue the conversation. Or maybe you want to send it to a relative. The podcast will be up tomorrow morning. Uh, so go on to safm.co.za and you can find the podcast of that conversation and share it with other people uh, so that we can spread information about how currencies actually work and whether or not it would benefit the continent. Thank you so much for that conversation. Really, really do appreciate it.